Hey everyone, Michael Antonovich with Swap Moto Live. Negotiations for a new contract between Ken Roxon and Team Honda HRC reached a critical point last week, as the rider's commitment to the World Supercross Championship forced both parties to comment publicly about the stalemate. Roxon shared his side with James Stewart in the latest episode of the Bubba's World podcast, and Team Honda HRC countered through a press release statement from Brandon Wilson, the manager of sports and experiential marketing at American Honda. We'll go over key quotes and other details in this SML Newsbreak, presented by Fly Racing. Although it ended with two victories, 100 laps led, and a fourth-place overall finish in the 450 Pro Motocross Championship, 2022 was considered a challenging time for Roxon and Honda's six-year relationship. Roxon stated in the second half of the podcast that the CRF 450R's handling was a major problem, most notably in Supercross. Chassis and front-end control were well-known issues that he and Chase Sexton tried to sort out through suspension settings, pivot parts that offered different feelings of rigidity, and the brief use of X-Trig triple clamps over HRC's works pieces. You know, you can have a bike and you can have certain problems. You know, it's not perfect, but like they're manageable and it depends yeah. where they are on the track, right? But the way that our tracks this year were built to were just, they were gnarly. Like you yeah. had to be comfortable and the way the whoops were built and they got super rough and the whoops was my biggest, like I, I couldn't get through them. I was so borderline scared of him because my front, like it just wanted to knife and my rear did whatever it wants. Like it's basically the worst possible situation. But what do, what do I do at the race there? Like when they're like, what do I do? I freaking, I look like a complete idiot and I'm coming in and I'm like, do you freaking see how I'm going through the whoops? Like I can't, like, I don't know. And that's, you know, we test, you go softer and stiffer and slower. And there was nothing ever that took that away, the problems that I had. And actually I had them in 21 too. And I said, I was lucky that I was, you know, we had jumper whoops during that time because I struggled in the whoops really freaking bad. And I normally love the whoops. So that's been a continuous story for, for a longer period of time. After a crash in Oakland, which Roxon said is still a literal pain in his neck, and a run of 1, 13, 7, 13, 5, 11, 8, 13, 7 results, he and Honda agreed that a break from racing would help sort out the technical and physical ailments. After Daytona, I was like, shit, I had a terrible season. I was feeling horrible. I was bad with the bike. Like I just had a lot of like anxiety and depression balled up in me due to that because I, I know what I can do. And, and I just, I wasn't happy with anything on that side of things. Like when it comes to my business, like I love that I have my family around because um, they make things a lot more, more pleasant in that situation. But it was a really bad super cross season, right? So it all got worse. I feel like before I kind of like started to snap out of it a little bit. Roxon further detailed his stance on racing a few minutes later, saying, I want to race and I want to be happy racing. And I haven't been simply because it doesn't matter how much um, mental effort and physical effort I put in. I feel like I was never really paid for all the work that I do or yeah. that I did. And that's like a big weight that, you know, yeah. kind of like pulls you down. Despite concerns with the CRF 450R, Honda's marquee off-road motorcycle and a model in the middle of its generation lifespan, Roxon pursued a third contract with the team through agent Steve Astafin. We have heard from multiple sources that the initial seven-figure amount pitched to Honda was similar to what Roxon signed for in 2019, and after Honda countered with an offer of AMA Supercross only for 2023, it became a matter that the two sides hoped would be worked out through the summer. That wasn't the only thing Roxon had in the works, as an exclusive agreement with SX Global to race the newly formed World Supercross Championship was announced in June. Mistakenly presumed by many to be a Supercross-only program, Roxon's press release quote instead explained that he was using it as a chance to get ready for a full SX and MX schedule in 2023. 
Honda Genuine Honda Racing, one of the 10 teams granted a competition license by SX Global, was immediately expected to be Roxon's supporter. Led by Yuriv Konsky, the group has amassed championships in its home territory as Factory Honda of Australia, expanded to America with Firepower Honda, and signed Max Anstey, Wilson Todd, and Dean Wilson for the WSX Pilot Tour. It was then assumed that Team Honda HRC would provide technical support to Roxon for World Supercross, much like they did for Justin Brayton when he won the Australian Supercross Championship in 2019 with Konsky. Instead, American Honda hardened its stance against WSX and aligned with the Super Motocross World Championship that Feld and MX Sports announced in August. With that, the international races quickly became a point of contention. Like I said before, legally, I am allowed to do these off-season races because yeah. there's nothing in my contract that states, hey, you can't, or that Honda has a say about where I'm racing and where I'm not racing. So I don't have that in my contract. So I had every right to really do this commitment. And I feel like especially the way we did it so far in advance, everybody being aware of it and everything just was legit. And I, you know, the way this is going right now was a shocker to us. To me, it can't be a budgeting thing because I we went to Honda and I said, hey, let me get a couple of motors, ECU suspension, you know, like just a couple of the very important things because that's essentially what I'm on this entire, all of these years and we know yeah. that it works. And uh, I mean, something can always happen, but it's the safest thing that we have. And um, I had a budget for it. Like I was willing to pay Honda X amount, doesn't matter what it even is, mm. to just, have the stuff that I'm familiar with. Mm. But again, also that got shut down, um, which was, you know, made us scramble a little bit more to try and get our get our stuff sorted. But I feel like in general, like it wasn't really that big of a deal. Um, and I was willing to pay for it. I was willing to, you know, ship it. Like everything was on us. All I was asking for is for that material. And I got shut down. Cause yeah. it wasn't a budget thing for them. I don't really, I don't think it even really affected them yeah. for that reason. Um, and in general, I would think that Honda would be stoked for me for these couple to kind of go globally a little bit, you know what I mean? Like Honda in Australia, Honda in Europe, like that's, that's a big deal, you know? And they didn't even have to really do anything for it because I would have been representing Honda, but they didn't even really want that. Roxanne acknowledged the current rift between US divisions of the OEMs and SX Global multiple times in the interview, even mentioning that things could get more complex in the coming years, but said that it only recently became a make or break matter between himself and Honda. You know, they, they were well aware of it a long time ago, and I guess it was never really that big of a deal, not to this point where we're in the situation right now, right? Yep. Um, it was never, never like that. And they were totally fine with it. And of course, you know, we, we know the reasons, all these factory teams and stuff. And I think for the coming years, it's a different story because it, you know, it's going to be a lot more of a legit thing. But for me, um, like I just, the reasons that I gave you earlier, it was simply because of that. And I feel like this year was for me to do it. And, uh, I feel like it just came up very recently, actually, when I got the offer that, um, those races were excluded, you know, in this offer and were kind of just like, I thought we thought maybe that was going to be for next year. Yeah. And, you know, obviously there's a, you know, many, many conversations, um, that we have had with them, but like the final thing was, you know, they drew the line in the sand and it was plain and simple that they are going to pull the offer back. If I decide to do the, uh, those off season races, American Honda's take on the situation, Roxon's claims that the company had pulled the contract and of world supercross as a whole was summarized by Brandon Wilson. 
We genuinely enjoy working with Ken and have loved having him on our team for the past six years. We have a ton of respect for the speed and talent he regularly demonstrates on the track, and even more so for the heart and dedication he has shown in returning from severe setbacks. We were looking forward to continuing with Ken in 2023, and we recently made him an offer of a contract extension. That offer has never been rescinded, but it was declined by Ken and his team. It's true that the offer included a stipulation that Ken not compete in a series that has positioned itself as a direct competitor to our Supercross and Motocross racing partners. We feel it's important to support our racing partners and to treat all of our riders the same. That said, our esteem and appreciation for Ken are as strong as ever, and that won't be altered by the fact that our priorities don't happen to align on this issue. Although terms of professional motocross contracts are rarely made public, we were able to discuss certain details with Roxon's agent, Steve Astafin, over the weekend. Honda offer, except for two clauses, was accepted. There was no negotiation. The bonuses were amazing. They actually made the bonuses bigger than his last contract. The reason they were doing supercross only was to see, because to be totally transparent, what he was thinking is, you know, there's a couple teams you can do the math with rides opening up at outdoors starting at outdoors and then do 2024 Supercross and outdoors with them. Estefan clarified that Roxon's current head-to-toe gear deal with Fox Racing is another arrangement that may be renewed or nearing its end, and that there is one year remaining in the current terms with Red Bull. Though it's widely assumed the Austrian energy drink could be what determines Ken's place in the pits, the agent told us that no deal will limit where the rider goes, has clauses in every contract allow for early release if necessary. With that said, Roxon and Astafin have both made it clear that the plan is to remain with Red Bull and to continue the 15-year-plus relationship. Astafin confirmed discussions did take place over the summer with other OEMs and teams to see what's available for 2023, but a return to Honda isn't entirely out of the question. We started negotiations a few months ago and Honda wasn't, you know, it wasn't like they were saying, yeah, it's 100%, so my job is to go and get to talk to other teams. And so we've been talking to other teams and see what's available. Our plan is to hopefully now, you know, maybe after Europe and Australia, people will come back around, including Honda or whoever, or maybe some other teams that I talked yesterday will make some adjustments. Roxon's immediate future was the final point in our conversation with Astafin, who stated that the plan is to line up for the two rounds of World Supercross as promised with Honda Genuine Honda Racing, train through the offseason as normal, and then focus on AMA Supercross and Motocross in 2023 and 2024. Roxon spent the past few days riding at MTF with Honda Genuine Honda Racing and Factory Connection in you can hear Ken's entire interview, including a detailed explanation of his health issues in the Bubba's World podcast. Props to James for making that happen and to Cole for letting us use these clips in the video.